Hi, this is Lori Denning, and this is my podcast, The 20 Minute Scriptorian, where we follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, and while this is an official, I am a believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. A little bit scholarly, a little bit inspirational, this podcast will attempt to help us become better disciples of Christ. Join me, Scriptorians. Welcome back, Scriptorians. This is Lori, and we are headed into Alma 8, 9, and 10, the story of Ammon and Amulek. So we're headed back into Alma's missionary journeys, and we've already touched on a couple of the towns and cities that he has traveled to, and he's getting a really different response from wherever he goes. And today is no different. We're going to head into Ammonihah, and really the story of not, Am- not, a- not Alma, but of Amulek. Um, let me start with a little bit of a story and see if we can uh, jump right in. There's a lot of material, so I want to make sure we have time to cover some of it. Uh, when I was in college, uh, I joined the United States Air Force uh, ROTC, the Reserve Officers Training Group, which, you know, you serve for a couple of years and you sign up and then uh, you would be an officer in the United States Air Force. So I came from a military family. I idolized my dad, who was a Marine, and I really wanted to serve my country. I had already returned from my mission and I just felt like this was a great choice for my life. So. So I had looked into the various branches, uh, whether it's Navy or Marines and, and Army and Air Force, and I, um, I, I had chosen the Air Force, and I, I prayed about it, and I prayed about it. I was really excited about it, and, and the answer came back, no, no, don't do it. So I thought about it some more, and I thought about it some more, and I prayed some more, and the answer was no, no. And it wasn't like a hard no. Um, it was like, you won't like it. This isn't for you. So I foolishly decided to do it anyway. Uh, you know, I felt kind of like God told me, well, it's your choice. You know, it's your choice. So um, anyway, so off I went. So I joined it. Uh, you know, you're doing your college classes, and then a couple times a week you have to do uh, various things there. So you, you run a lot, and you do push-ups, and, and I was really good at, like, polishing my boots and doing those rules and things like that. Uh, yeah, thanks, Dad, for that tip. And then each week, though, we had to memorize a bunch of stuff about an Air Force hero these men and women who had served before us, maybe something about the air bases named after them, their service record, uh, how they had served and, and helped their, um, their team and their, their fellow service members. And then each week we would, it was, it was just like a page long, and each week we would turn up at the ROTC office at college, and, and they would basically yell at you, and then they would quiz you on what you had learned. And I was absolutely terrible. I was absolutely terrible at it. I remember sitting in the library just like going over it and over it and over it and over it. And and here's the thing. I traditionally was really good at memorizing stuff. Um, in fact, if I have any gift, one of them is just remembering things. So I could not figure out why I could not remember this stuff, but I just couldn't remember it. So I had to do a lot of push-ups in those days just for failing to remember the details about the hero of the week. Okay, so... We'll come back to that, and you will hear more about me doing push-ups. But on to Amulek, on to Amulek. Okay, so let's head back into Alma 8. Let's set the story. Now, Alma had been teaching, as we just mentioned, and he is now moving on to the city of Ammonihah. So let's review. He was the high priest. He's out doing missionary work. He says, I'm going to give up the ruling. I'm going to go out and teach. There's just too much going on with my people. And so he heads out there. Now, he's had varying luck. You know, he's in his own city, Zarahemla, pretty wicked, but some reception. Gideon, 
very blessed and, and great people. They're very righteous. And then he's going to Ammonihah and we learn that there's great evil. So this is, this isn't going well. So we're going to spend some time here in Ammonihah. So he's there, he gets there and they immediately just no reception. So he's like, I'm out of here. And then strange, this strange story comes a uh, really odd story, right? He's called back by the angel, by the way, the same one who had, the angel had appeared to him when he was younger, trying to destroy the church. Interesting side story. We'll come back to that one day, but who was that guy? And anyway, he says, you know, no, head back. So he heads back. Um, and here's how it goes. It says uh, Alma 8, verse 8-ish. And it came to pass that when Alma had come to the city of Ammonihah, he began to preach the word of God unto them. Now Satan had gotten a great hold upon the hearts of the people of the city of Ammonihah. Therefore, they would not hearken unto the words of Alma. Nevertheless, Alma labored much in the spirit, wrestling with God in mighty prayer, that he would pour out his spirit upon the people who were in the city, that he would also grant that he might baptize them unto repentance. Nevertheless, they hardened their hearts, saying unto him, Behold, we know that thou art Alma, and we know that thou art high priest over the church, which thou hast established in many parts of the land, according to your tradition. And we're not of thy church, and we don't believe in such foolish traditions. And now we know that because we're not of thy church, we know that thou hast no power over us, and thou hast delivered up the judgment seat to Nephiha. Therefore, thou art not the chief judge over us. Now, when the people had said this and, was, yeah, uh, and withstood all his words and reviled him and spit upon him and caused that he should be. Like we want nothing for it. So Satan had taken care of their hearts. Lots of um, really great gems in here. Um, that might be it, but let's see if there's some other things that we can learn about this besides they were bad and we're bad. So let's see if we can find out something else. All right. Now we don't know a lot of, we talked about this in, in uh, scripture study. A lot of times you don't know very much about them and we know a little bit more. of coming back from being a pretty bad guy. And we're going to be introduced to the next guy, Amulek. Now, one of the things I want you to notice in storytelling in the scriptures is you don't, you really don't hear very much about them. These long speeches, they're kind of rare. In fact, they're very rare. So we're going to see some of this with Amulek, and it should jump out. There's something about these that we are, Mormon is choosing for us. Alma and Amulek are choosing for us to know something really powerful in the story. When, um, this angel shows up and says, Alma, get back to Ammonihah. It says he speedily. Great guy. So many stories in this, right? So many lessons. But he goes back and he runs into a guy, um, Amulek. And, and we learn about Amulek through this dialogue. So it's, it's very interesting what he says. He says in uh, 820, I'm a Nephite. And I know that thou art a holy prophet of God. For thou art the man whom an angel said in a vision thou shalt receive. 
house and I will impart unto thee of my food and I know that thou wilt be a blessing for me and my house. So in this brief dialogue, what do you learn about Amulek? Well, it, it would seem that he's, he's pretty spiritual. He's, he even seems kind of holy, kind of righteous, right? He, I mean, after all, he's had an angel visit him and not in the way that an angel visited Alma, you know, shaking him up. This was hey, a prophet's going to come and you should take him home with you. And so he does. So we see that there's this contrast. Alma has also had an angelic visit. Amulek's had an uh, an angelic visit. So we think, man, this seems like a really good guy, um, this Amulek guy. So he's so obedient. Um, all he needs to hear is just, thou shalt receive, take him home. And he does. He shares his food with whomever this person has met and he's even convinced that Alma's going to be a blessing. I mean, he's just very faithful, right? So this initial introduction of Amulek is very faithful. So they head out together. The story goes on. You know it. But Alma and Amulek spend some time together. Now it's in verse, um, in chapter 8. In chapter 9, you hear zero about Amulek. Wait, what? There's zero. Very strange. This should jump out at you a little. In fact, the people say in chapter 9, verse 2, they're like, we're not going to believe the testimony of just one man. This is Alma giving his testimony in Ammonihah. You're like, one man? Where's Amulek? We just spent a whole chapter learning about him. And then he's already gone out of the story? Hmm, why isn't he saying anything? Where is he? Is he at home? Maybe he had to work that day. What's going on? That should jump out of you. We're not going to believe the testimony of one man, Alma. In the next chapter, this is where we start to find out some more. So remember, what do we know some of him so far? Amulek, an angel's visit him. He prophesied. He hosted a prophet for many days. And then he went out to teach the people with Alma, people who were not happy to receive them. So he seems bold. He seems righteous. So is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is Amulek a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Oh, that was a trick question. You should know better than now. There's no such thing. He's just a human. And we're going to learn about that in a minute. All right. So, he starts right out and he's going to give his testimony to his people. And this is basically what he says. He says that uh, we're led to believe he's righteous and, and then his lineage is important to him. So he says, I'm the son of Gedona, who was the son of Ishmael, who was the descendant of Aminadi, and that, that Aminadi interpret the writing, which was upon the wall of the temple, which was written by the finger of God. Wait, what? This is Alma 10 too. He says, we never heard of this Aminadi, Aminadi guy before and we've never heard anything in the rest of the book of mormon about it and he's obviously a holy man his great-grandfather for his ability to interpret this writing of god on the temple and it was so important that amulet amulet concludes it about his, himself he, he gives credibility to to his his lineage to his righteousness but we're not told much about it that isn't the point of the story the author wants us to stay focused on amulet and his testimony but we are taking away righteous man, righteous heritage. So you're like, okay, got it, got it. Um, keep going. And then keeps, he, uh, Amulet continues that Aminadi uh, was a descendant of Nephi, who was a son of Lehi, who came out of the land of Jerusalem, who was a descendant of Manasseh, who was the son of Joseph, who was sold into Egypt by the hands of his brethren. He's, he's very careful, right, to create this lineage, uh, linking himself back to Egypt, uh, Joseph of Egypt, back to Abraham, Isaac, jo Jacob. He wants his listeners, he wants us to know in clear terms, he is a member of the house of Israel. He, he may wish to learn less about the details of his lineage and more about the temple wall, but his, his listeners need to just hear the opposite. They need to know that he comes from this long lineage 
of righteous forebears. And then he continues telling us some things about him, but he leaves out a lot of other things, right? He tells us that he has a big reputation, that he's made a lot of wealth. Um, he has a lot of family and friends. He's become rich for, from his hard work and industry. We don't know how, what he's done, but he does tell us about them. And so we're starting to see this guy is put together. He's got a good reputation. He's a businessman of some kind. And then something that it's not going to sound like what we've just been led to believe. So listen carefully. He says this. Um, I'm going to hit verses 5 and 6. Nevertheless, after all this, I never have known much of the ways of the Lord and his mysteries and marvelous power. I, I said I had never known much of these things, but behold, I mistake. For I have seen much of his mysteries and his marvelous power. Yea, even in the preservation of the lives of his people. Nevertheless, I did harden my heart, for I was called many times, and I would not hear. Therefore, I knew concerning these things, yet I would not know. Therefore, I went on rebelling against God in the wickedness of my heart. Shocking, right? First, we think he's telling us, I was this righteous when I came. I should have known better. And then he says, I, I never really knew these things. And then he catches himself. But I, I did know, but I did not know. I did harden my heart. I was called many times, but I wouldn't hear. I knew concerning these things, yet I would not know. He's, and I love how he says, I have seen much of these mysteries. I have uh, even seen the preservation of the lives of the people. So we take a twist here where he's telling about Amulek, uh, Amulek's telling about his testimony where it was from, I was very, we thought he was really righteous, and now we learn he's a guy who wasn't always listening. He was someone who would not know. So go back to the story of Amulek for a second. Why are the details kind of vague about Amulek? We have some, but why do we have them? Why, when we tell a story, do you think we see not so many details he was so tall his life was named such and such etc i think he'd leave out the details so that we can fill it in about ourselves does do you see yourself in this story at all i mean alma's a little bit harder to relate to right i mean we're not all marching around trying to destroy the church and have a vision of an angel we're just normal people probably successful in our careers and we've probably all had times where we were called many times and would not hear where we had seen much of his marvelous tower, power. And now we step up. Now the scriptures are invited us, be like Amulek. When we fail to listen, we can change. We can listen. Now's the time. All right. So how did the ROTC end for me? You've probably already started to put this together. Well, remember, I struggled. I couldn't memorize. I, you know, was just marching and doing push-ups. I took a bunch of tests. I did all this stuff that went on for a couple of years. And in the end, um, I was non-commissionable. I could not enter the ROTC. I had had a bad accident a few years earlier, in fact, on a ski slope. And as a result, I'd had a bunch of pins put in my knee. And those pins made me non-commissionable. So I was out. I was out. I believe that the Lord let me choose. I think he tried to tell me. This is a waste of time, but you need to learn, so go for it. I was sad at that point that I didn't go into the service, but now I look back and I think the lesson I learned was, was to listen. It was the same as Amulek. There were times when I saw it and I didn't listen. 
And now I knew what I knew. I knew that I had seen the mysteries of God and the power. All right, brothers and sisters, that is the story of Amulek. Um, Where do you see yourself? Anything in there that you think you can apply? Well, keep on reading, brothers and sisters. Love you. Keep on studying. More next time.